Uh, this is really the house of cards already fell down. Now we're digging through the wreckage and finding out just how bad it was. So, so to cover the waterfront, Dr. Peter McCullough, thank you so much for your work and thanks for being here with us. Alex, this is a stunning set of developments. You know, one of my very first papers in COVID in 2020 was in The Lancet. I'm the most published person in my field in the world in history, so Lancet knows who I am. I always do high-quality work. I had assembled a team, a worldwide team, to pull every single autopsy that occurred after the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, we had an extensive search strategy, poured through 600 papers plus. Uh, then we independently adjudicated them using standard methodology. And we put this manuscript together and we sent it into Lancet. And Lancet actually you know, viewed it favorably. They triaged it to a lower level journal, which we respectfully declined because we know it's going to be a high level a paper in a high level journal. But Lancet took it on its preprint server uh, in order to show the data ahead of peer review. And, and, you know, they went through two rounds of review on this. We use all standard submission. Alex, over the first night on Lancet, It was surging in downloads. Lancet didn't even know what to do. The servers were burning hot. And then in the morning, Lancet puts out a notice. We shut it down. We don't think the methodology supports the conclusions. And this looks very suspicious for outside interference trying to censor an important paper the world wanted to see. Well, we know you talked about this three years ago and it later came out in Congress just uh, last week and about a month before that the so-called scientists hired by Fauci and Peter Daszak to say there was no lab leak internally said we know it's a lab leak. Uh, So, I mean, it's just incredible that we see the fingerprints all over this time and time again, covering up real scientific reports. I saw you on some other shows. We played it earlier in the week. You laid out the fact that this was prestigious scientists and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and looking at a bunch of studies that came up with this study. Explain to us, uh, is this study credible? It's credible. Listen, I recruited Roger Hodkinson, former uh, president of the Canadian Society of Pathology. We had uh, reviewers who are very experienced in reviewing pathologic specimens, and and we were all independent from the original authors. Remember, when these first papers were published, Alex, uh, they may have seen a big blood clot that killed the patient, but they concluded it wasn't the vaccine because they didn't know back then the vaccine could cause blood clots. So we needed contemporary review. We found 73.9% of the deaths were directly caused by the vaccine or the vaccine significantly contributed to it. This is a bombshell finding. This means the next person who dies after the vaccine and there's no other cause, there's about a 74% chance that it was the vaccine that's the cause of death. That's the reason why this paper is so important. We put it up on the EU server Zenodo And right now, Alex, it has over 120,000 views or downloads. Let me tell you, a typical scientific paper could be anywhere from five to 50 downloads, but not 125,000. This is going going to make shockwaves and is making shockwaves around the world. Continue breaking this down for us. Well, I can tell you what we did is we looked at each one of these cases. Then we asked the question, Alex, what actually killed the patient? And over 50% of the time, it was cardiac. It was myocarditis, progression of atherosclerotic heart disease, actually the vaccine provoking a heart attack. Uh, This was in more than half of cases. Clearly, blood clots played a big role. Venous 
uh, thromboembolism, fatal pulmonary embolism. And then there was a smaller fraction of cases where multiple organ systems were involved, so-called multi-system or, uh, organ system injury. One prominent paper by Hushida and colleagues, it's in there, a uh, 14-year-old Japanese girl takes shot one, gets a little sick, shot two, more sick. Six months later, takes the booster, Alex. Her sister says she's having trouble breathing that night. Her family uh, finds her dead at home the next day. This poor Japanese family. They demand an autopsy. They find every organ in her body is rotting out with vaccine inflammation. And the Japanese conclude it's fatal Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine-induced multi-system inflammatory disorder. It can't be any more clear than that. Wow. Well, I tell you, if you're in the establishment right now, what are you thinking? Because everywhere people are waking up. They've even got top stockbrokers, top brokers, billionaires coming out and uh, defending RFK Jr., you've got Elon Musk coming out and, and, and saying this is all a fraud. How would you describe the point we've gotten to with the medical system? People are coming to, uh, you know, I, I want to say a year or two ago, the medical system was promoting vaccines. Now most of them are not promoting. They've moved to a period of silence. And I think the next stage is they're going to move to a phase of opposition. Most of the people in medicine took these shots. You know, Alex, if someone's following the CDC schedule right now, they're on their seventh shot, their seventh genetic shot every six months. This cannot be good for the human body. It's not good for the human body. We know with each shot from the CDC vSafe data, 7.7% chance they're going to end up in the ER or be hospitalized per shot. They don't get any safer the more they're taken. You know, for me, and, and I'm already a skeptic and I'm already got thick skin to this. I've been, I mean, wait to this agenda for 30 plus years, but it's still hard to believe it's that bad. The shots are that bad and they're actively covering it up. And all these scientists like Dr. Michael Yidon and others that were at the highest levels of Pfizer predicted it would happen. The CDC fact sheet, fact sheet in October of 2000 predicted exactly what would happen. So then how do we square that up that the experts said this would happen? It did happen. Now they're covering it up. What was what was the reason for doing this? It was unbridled vaccine ideology. They simply would not look at the safety concerns and they would only look at mass vaccination. You're right, October 22nd, 2020, the FDA listed major side effects, myocarditis, blood clots, Guillain-Barre syndrome, multi-system inflammatory disorder, on and on and on. And it all came true. They knew this was gonna happen. And the FDA said this and still the organizations promoted it later on you know, mandated this. I think the biggest news coming out now, Alex, is what Dr. Kevin McKernan has found with his independent analysis of what's in the vaccines. And this is stunning. Now we realize there's fragments of DNA in the vaccines. They come off the E. coli phase of manufacturing. It's very sloppy manufacturing. The DNA contamination is well above tolerable Stay right levels. there. Oh, huge issue straight ahead. There's some other big ones as well we're going to talk about. We'll be right back. We are back live, ladies and gentlemen, and there are so many huge issues we haven't even dived into yet, namely what Dr. Peter McCullough was just saying 
about what's in the shots. Remember, they kept that secret for so long. The pieces of paper that came with the uh, ampules, the, 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 the product, had, had no information on them, just the manufacturer. Now we do know a lot about what's in it. And I also saw something he broke down that I know he knew the answer two years ago, but he wanted to have it documented before he talked about it. And that was why do some people get sick and some don't? Joe Rogan two years ago, you know, really asked him that. He said, well, I, I you know, I, I, I've got ideas. He actually pretty much knew them, but now it's been confirmed. Now it's even in mainstream news and it's huge. But I wanted to say something. Uh, they have the wellness company, it's a great, great guy who's a great patriot who's organized all these doctors and scientists together and pharmacists into a one-stop shop, not just for COVID needs, so you can be stocked up beforehand because once there's a new issue, you've got problems, but for so many other things you need. Trump legalized online pharmacies, but this is beyond that. This is the doctors, this is the pharmacists, this is everybody in one place that actually know what's going on. Because a lot of these online pharmacies and stuff, even mainline pharmacies, remember, wouldn't give you budesidine or, 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 or wouldn't give you ivermectin. Well, these folks will. So mark down this URL and it takes you to the wellness company and then it's a sponsor for InfoWars and Free Speech Systems. We get a little piece of that. That way we all win, win, win. OnlineHealthNow.com. That takes you to the wellness company, and then they know that InfoWars sent you. So write it down. Just one word, onlinehealthnow.com. Or if that's too long of a URL for you, uh, it's uh, very, very simple. It's the wellness company, just the initials to that. So onlinehealthnow.com or the wellness company, and tell them InfoWars and Alex Jones sent you. But write it down. Put it on your refrigerator, onlinehealthnow.com. And I think it's really important to... Legally and lawfully on things that aren't controlled substances, there's a lot of stuff doctors can give you preemptively so you have it on hand, have the key things you need like antibiotics and hydroxychloroquine and, and, and ivermectin and so much more already on hand. A lot of these are great supplements as well. We're just trying to help people. OnlineHealthNow.com, OnlineHealthNow.com, Peter McCullough, md.substack.com and more. All right, Doc, this is a shorter segment, longer segment is, is coming up, but just get into that. What you're saying is the most important front and center issue is what do these shots really do? We know they don't give us immunity. We know they don't protect us. We know they lower immunity. We know they've got spike protein in them, but what else do these uh, Franken shots have in them? Well, listen, quickly, Schmeling and colleagues had the Denmark data, uh, one third of the batches, no side effects, nothing like a placebo. We found out that the Apollo Erlinger Institute may have known this. They may have actually known there's nothing in it. Two thirds uh, cause some moderate side effects. 4.2% are the super risky batches. That's now proven. Senator Johnson sent a letter to the FDA from the VAERS data. They blew him off. Johnson was right. Now the Schmeling data show this. Kevin McKernan recently has found, besides variation in the amount of messenger RNA in it, there's contamination with cDNA. These are little fragments of DNA that come off the manufacturing process. And one of them, Alex, you're not going to believe this, is SV40. SV40 is a known cancer-promoting segment of DNA. And yes, they're in the shots. Well, let's just, I heard like a car wreck sound or a record skipping sound right there. I'm not a scientist like you and a you know, famous published person, but I know that mainline news reports that many cancers, I saw federal documents, they estimated 98 million Americans had cancer or, or related cancer from SV40 contamination in the 50s, 60s uh, and 70s with live polio. Uh, explain what SV40 or simian virus 40 is 
and how big a deal it is that you just said, and I've been seeing this in literature now, that SV40 is in there. SV40 turns on cancer genes in the human body. To make matters worse, the spike protein, the S2 segment, in a paper from University of Pittsburgh by Singh and colleagues, it impairs the tumor suppressor systems, P53 and BRCA. What I'm telling you is the shots promote cancer through SB40, and they inhibit our ability to fight cancer by suppressing the tumor suppressor system. So now this is looking very bad. Every system is showing cancer rates are up. So that's, uh, that's inarguable. The big question is how much of it is due to the vaccines? Uh, just please explain to people why this is a big deal. It's a big deal, Alex, because one or two shots, people may be able to get out of it. But if they keep taking shots every six months, the chances of actually getting loaded with synthetic genetic material that's going to cause harm, heart disease, uh, neurologic disease, blood clotting, immunologic problems, and now cancer is progressively getting higher. I think most people took a couple shots. They're going to get out of it okay. But I'm really worried about people who are taking multiple you're always really careful. You know, we've had lunch together. We've talked off air some. Obviously, you're up to speed better than anybody out there on what this is really going on. You told me privately two and a half years ago, the Pentagon's really behind this, but we're not ready to admit that yet. Now it's come out. It's in congressional hearings. The, not our military, but the, but the Pentagon. I want you to speak to that. So you know what's going on. But Judy Mikovits, I think, is really a hero. She was the first person two years ago on my show to say SV40 was in it. And then she went into a bunch of scientific stuff that was way above my pay grade. I mean, I didn't even have a college thing on, on biology. So I was like, okay, I'll take your word on it. But now you're saying SV40, that means it's in the literature. Yeah, well, it's certainly in the, in from Kevin McKernan's got a paper in preprint. You know, during these stages, they should be using enzymes to cleanse any of the DNA fragments. They rushed through this whole process. The vaccines are made by defense contractors. Uh, there's still no inspections. The FDA is not commissioned an inspection. So let's Pfizer go through it in pieces. And, and I'm going to skip, not this break, but the next break. So you have time, sir. Just just talk to me like I'm five years old, because I am when it comes to science, and so is the audience. Not putting the audience down, but we didn't want to have multiple scientific degrees like you do. Explain the history of how the Pentagon was involved, and then we'll go to break, come back with the rest of it. Well, Department of Defense through BARDA, NIH, uh, uh, Department of Defense through DARPA, NIH through BARDA, the military since 2012 has been working with messenger RNA vaccines to end pandemics within 60 days. It was the ADEPT P3 program. Messenger RNA is a military program. And again, how involved with the CHICOMs or is that a red herring? No, the Chinese are very involved. This has now come out. Uh, we have Ralph Barrick at UNC Chapel Hill, Peter Desick at EcoHealth Alliance. By the way, Peter Desick burned $250,000 of our money to fly first class to China back and forth since 2017. Desick's a major player. You've got the Chinese, Dr. Shenglin Li. Dr. Xiao Kao came out and, and, and said in February of 2019, he was given four strains by his boss. Probably one of them was the Barrick strain. And he was told, find the one that's most infectious and most deadly. And they probably tried it out on uh, some athletic games that they had in Wuhan. So this thing was circulating in Wuhan in 2019. Former CDC director Redfield says it. So when they had event 201 in the fall of 2019, 
that was that was actually an operational meeting. It wasn't a planning meeting. And that's the reason why George Gao came over from the CDC. And guess who he was paired up with? Avril. Hold on, your Skype. Hold on, hold on, Dr. Peter McCullough. Right when you said, guess who he's paired up with, your Skype froze up. Stay right there. Incredible. So it's coming out that they were probably released at the games. It was an ongoing operation. Event 201 was the live response to that, covered by a drill. This is incredible information. Stay with us. All right, Dr. Peter McCullough is our guest for the balance of the hour. I'll be hosting the fourth hour with some major breaking news. The left, with a shadowy foundation, is putting up billboards up all over the country and in Austin, Texas, on the most busy roads, saying, do not have children, depopulate yourself, sterilize yourself. We are the new world order. Meanwhile, Elon Musk has come out with the numbers, and we know they're true. Prager University had them a decade ago. If you don't have 2.1 children per, per two people, society collapses. Well, the Western world's at about 1.5 replacement. Japan's at about 1.2. Italy is as well. They're a dying groups of people. This is very serious. I'll cover that very important subject that ties into this whole operation next hour. But right now, uh, let's go back to Dr. Peter McCullough. Doc, you were getting into the huge news of 74% of the deaths. Is, is that after the shot or with COVID, they're saying, was from the COVID shot? Then you were getting into how contaminated the shots are, and, and, and like with SV40. And then, of course, the big issue people always raise that you now have answers to is why do some people not get sick, some people a little sick, some people extremely sick? There's a lot of variance there, uh, but, but, but in the main, placebos versus uh, the other variants of what they're giving people. So lay that out for us, please. Yeah, most of the difference between who does well and who doesn't is actually all in the uh, it's all in the um, uh, the shots themselves. Very little individual susceptibility. I was just checking my feed uh, just in on the wires in the last 24 hours. A report from Brevard County, Florida. Listen to this. Uh, the uh, committee there has just uh, called to ban messenger RNA shots in that county. And they sent a letter to DeSantis calling messenger RNA vaccines bioweapons. So that's not my word or your word. That's the word of a Republican committee in Brevard County, Florida. I mean, this is stunning. Uh, we know that uh, a paper by Schmeling and colleagues showed that you know a third of shot, third of people, it's like taking nothing. It's like taking a placebo. Two thirds get a little bit of uh, side effects, and then 4.2 percent it can be fatal. In fact, it is fatal. Josh Sterling testified under oath in the U.S. Senate using actuarial data. He thinks so far, Alex, we've lost 600,000 Americans due to the COVID-19 vaccines. That's more than the Civil War. We realize there's probably variation in messenger RNA in the vials and now contamination with cDNA. It looks bad. It sounds bad. It is bad. But the good news is we have a paper coming out as under review right now where I think we've arrived at a base detox protocol. And I want to tell you about what I think people need to do to protect themselves. I'm glad you raised that because we didn't talk before you came on. I was trying to get you on about the, the 70 or 39.9% increase in deaths, people that took the shot. 
And, 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 and I mean, my dad was dying. And if he hadn't got there and helped him, it would have happened. And, and that was quite the experience of you guys having to scramble and do that when most doctors were being told by the media, you can't give somebody something that isn't part of the protocol. And the protocols were in Desivere that we know just killed people. And so it, it just, A, it makes me love people like Dr. Bartlett. And then it makes me enraged at the system. It's true. Remember Bartlett, he was on national TV with his observations that budesonide worked. And that was later on proven by three randomized trials. Myself and others, we worked in the multi-drug environment. But it took clinical judgment, senior doctors to show leadership and bring America through the pandemic. It wasn't going to come through the government agencies. If we've learned anything let the senior doctors step forward who are boots on the ground, who are seeing patients and bring us through the next pandemic. Incredible. In the 15 minutes we have left, there's so many other facets to this. And some listeners, and I get it because we're not victims. We don't live off our pain and what happened to us before. We kind of have a way of learning from it, but compartmentalizing it, moving on. That's what winners do. But our enemies use that against us that we kind of like, hey, that's in the past. Let's move forward. No, they're getting ready with the U.N. treaty and they're saying a new pandemic's coming. It's going to target children. Very cryptic statements out of them. Clearly, they're giving more money to the Wuhan lab. I think they're gearing up for something. A lot of folks think, no, no, they've given such a black eye and such a bloody nose with their power grab. They're not going to try a viral attack again. No, I think they'll try the same play again. I agree. You know, as we sit here today, the NIH has released another grant to Peter Daszak at the EcoHealth Alliance, who's on his way to Singapore to work with Duke University and work on, guess what, more bat coronaviruses. He wants a library of invasive coronaviruses, which are biological threats, and then monoclonal antibodies and vaccines as therapeutic. That, that's his power move leading the EcoHealth Alliance. By the way, Peter Daszak in the EcoHealth Alliance is mentioned in this in the uh, July 11th House Select Committee on the Coronavirus Origins. So believe me, the EcoHealth Alliance is a player in the creation of SARS-CoV-2. Now, separately, we've had uh, uh, WHO Director Tedros, Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, and now new vaccine frontman, Peter Hotez in Baylor and Houston all say, Alex, with great enthusiasm, there's going to be another pandemic and it's going to be worse than COVID-19. And guess what all these people have in common? They have a vaccine as an answer. Remember, Gates Foundation and WEF, they founded CEPI, the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovation. And CEPI's business plan says there will be a series of infectious disease pandemics and there'll only be one response, mass vaccination. So these guys are all lathered up for some more misery so they can actually make a mint off of vaccines. You know, Gates Foundation is an NGO. They were internally investing in BioNTech and all these other entities. They made massive amounts of money on our misery with the pandemic. What everybody needs to do is make sure they're signed up with the wellness company and have some base support. Everybody ought to have uh, the base detox uh, protocol ready because they've already had COVID. So that's uh, the wellness company's uh, spike support plus bromelain plus curcumin. They ought to have the McCullough protocol basics, aspirin, zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D. Now we use curcumin instead of quercetin. 
and then famotidine. Most of these are in the Infowars store. Everybody out of a shoebox of these. And Alex, for sure, having virucidal nasal sprays and washes. I want everyone to have a good well, That's iodine. what I want to talk to you uh, about is, is promoting that because I've been approached by the doctors saying that's the key. And do you guys have that now at the onlinehealthnow.com? Do you guys have the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we have an array of products, but let me just review them. I want people to understand that uh, there's some terrific commercial products out there. One's called Cofix RX. That's a spray that has pretty high concentration of povidone iodine plus xylitol plus vitamin D and cartagenin. That's a terrific... Okay, say that product again uh, to go to onlinehealthnow.com. What's the name of that product? It's called Cofix RX. Now, it's not on wellness company but you can find it separately uh the other really critical nasal sprays another one's called clear with xytotol and, and grapefruit seed extract uh colloidal silver some of these may be featured in your store you can make your homemade uh sprays with uh, povidone iodine and remember gargles alex gargles are super important in the first hour of a sore throat i want everybody gargling using scope or listerine put a few drops of iodine in it and kill it. And what you're saying is key. Remember the UN protocol put out by Fauci and, and the NIH, because we know they ran it. When you get to the hospital with a sore throat, having trouble breathing, just go home and wait till you're half dead, then come back, then we'll kill you with a ventilator. They knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah, Alex, I, in my Substack, believe it or not, there was a study done in Asia, even if you use the sprays and the gargles in the hospital, they even worked in the hospital. You know, in the U.S., the nurses didn't give the patients any sprays or gargles. They got railroaded on the ventilator. I want everybody to have a virucidal nasal spray, uh, have scope or Listerine, have a, an iodine bottle, and be ready. The first hour of getting sick, get on it. When you're sick, every four hours, doing the nasal sprays and gargles, you can do it twice a day for prevention. I don't travel without having a high-quality spray. And let me tell you, it makes a world of difference. It works against flu, the common cold, COVID, and probably the next thing coming our way. Absolutely. What else do you see, just as a as a as a patriot, as a as a husband, as a you know someone that's aware of what's going on in the world? Looking at the Russia war, looking at Biden not knowing who he is, uh, clearly declining at an accelerated rate. Looking at the persecution of Trump, just separate from the medical tyranny, just as a, a citizen, what do you make of the world right now? Well, there's a theme, and let me tell you what, Klaus Schwab put it out there in 2017 in his book, uh, The Fourth Industrial Revolution. You know what the theme is? Transhumanism. Transhuman. That means transform the human body. The environment doesn't ch change. Klaus Schwab says in the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the winner will take all. What does he mean, Alex? Is that me or you, or is that him? Does he win and take all? Transhumanism means the body changes. That's what Elon Musk wants to do with the Neuralink product. Clearly, getting genetic shots every six months is changing the body for the worse. And now we've got the gender crisis, where suddenly boys want to be girls and vice versa. Alex, the outcomes are horrific with transgender medicine. It's now admitted that the most powerful billionaires on Earth and intelligence agencies, including MI6 and CIA, have been preparing the transhumanist cult through the transgender attack as their first salvo since the late 60s. Now it's completely out in the open and major opposition's forming to it. Uh, how do you think the, this operation of these organizations is going? 
They're pouring uh, pornography into the schools, trying to indoctrinate the kids, get them confused. Do you know all the medical societies, the endocrine society, the pediatrics and OB-GYN societies, they all say a 10-year-old child who's confused about their gender should start hormone blockers and then get their genital surgery, get the breasts removed, uh, penis opened up, uh, testicles removed. Alex, this is a disaster, and the medical community is driving this. I'm telling you as a doctor, this is malpractice. No good doctor should do this. 19 states are trying to shut it down, including Texas. But then we have the courts in Arkansas that overturned the gender ban. This is absolutely an atrocity. But that's the good news. But but that's the good news is there are men and women of courage in the medical community. I would say the majority are now starting to speak out. And that's why it's so much. That's why the, the, the attack is is stuck in the mud and is in so much trouble right now. So people need to have courage and speak out against this and realize this is a real takeover. It's true. A couple of things to recommend quickly. Great book out there. The the leading child psychiatrist in the world is Miriam Grossman. Get her book, Lost in Transnation. Lost in Trans. It's a how-to guide for parents to protect this from happening to their kids. Alex, you got to feature it in your store. And then also a great organization of support I donate to them is called Do No Harm. It's led by former dean at University of Pennsylvania, Stanley Goldfarb. Listen, Grossman, Goldfarb, and myself, leading doctors, as you say, we're not going to allow this atrocity to hit our kids. If kids are confused around the time of puberty, you know what the answer is, Alex? Go through puberty and it clears up. Well, absolutely. But plus, children, you could get 10 kids in a room and say, let's all pretend we're a a superhero. They're going to do it. If they tell the children, well, do you ever feel like you're more attracted to boys? Well, they don't mean sexually. They mean little boys want to play with little boys. Little girls want to play with little girls on average. And so then they go, oh, they put you in a database, as you know, and then they keep it secret from parents of many public schools, many private schools, and then put you into a cult. This is a political system using sexualization to permanently make a connection to your child. This is truly weaponized. Right. Parents need to protect their kids right now. Remember, ages zero to 10, a single image permanently imprints the mind. If that child goes to a drag queen festival, the human mind is forever changed. Same thing with getting exposed to pornography. Parents need to take control, Alex. Do you know what school system shut down the pornography in the school? You'd be amazed at this. Dearborn, Michigan. You the know Muslims. Why? You know who shut it down? The Muslims. That's a Muslim community. The Muslims said, get the pornography out of the schools. Welcome to the Ben Armstrong Show, folks. So glad that you have joined me. Although... I don't have great news. More horrific stats that show the COVID-19 vaccine is a bioweapon. We at this show have proven the vaccine is a bioweapon over and over and over again. But there are still people waking up to this every single day. And we won't stop until every single person in the world knows the truth. That the world was poisoned. And our own pharmaceutical companies in America did it for money. But there is a difference because you're dealing with they get their products from China. And China's at war with America, whether America knows it or not. And China 
would love for people to inject themselves and damage their immune systems and make them weak. Why wouldn't you want to make your enemies weak? How about you do it to the entire Western world? It's basically what happened. And if you think I'm making up that China, you're like, no, no, Pfizer isn't China. Um, Pfizer got its ingredients for your vaccine from Fosun, which is a Chinese company, which made a billion doses. And remember, China did not use these doses on their own people. They had their own thing. A billion doses, uh, it appears, was given to or sold to or however it works in partnership with BioNTech. BioNTech is in partnership and is owned by Pfizer. Uh, And Pfizer then mixes down this stuff in America and then tells you it's made in America. And that's how they scam you when it's actually made in China. So, yes, your vaccine was made in China. It was mixed in America. Mixed in America. That's a big difference. They shouldn't be allowed to even tell you that it was made in America if they're just mixing ingredients. Now, if ingredients come from China, then it's made in China. Uh, But let me just get to some of the amazing stuff I have for you today. Some of this you may have seen before, and some of this you may have not. It's it's a good recap. So I have some from a little bit farther back and all the way up to what's happening basically currently, but not too far back. I'm not going way back. If I did that, I could give you a uh, hundred thousand different things. It seems like I had to go through my old shows and bring a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Six hundred thousand excess deaths per year in the United States. That's what we're looking at. An article actually points that out. We'll get to that. The vaccinated have a 49% higher mortality for people under 50. Did you hear what I just said? If you've been vaccinated and you're under 50, your percentage of likelihood of having death is 49% higher. This is just odds, statistics. 49% higher than someone who is unvaccinated. Uh, That is really an amazing stat for people under 50. If you're above 50, it's like 29%. So the younger you are, the worse it gets. But this is explainable. The vaccine messes with your immune system, and the vaccine tells it's, it's gene therapy. It's not really a vaccine. It messes with your genes. The older you are, the harder it is to mess with your genes because your genes aren't going to listen very well. They're not going to create the spike protein like it's being instructed to do, like a young, robust person's immune system would. That's why. So the better your immune system, the more the vaccine can harm you. The worse your immune system, the less it will do to you. This has been my conclusion over studies and information that I've seen over and over again, and the data backs up what I'm saying. Uh, The younger you are, the worse it is. The autopsies show, and it was a review, which was pulled down within 24 hours, but is by Dr. Peter McCullough, so it is rock solid. They just didn't want people to know. And by pulling it down, they actually made it more uh, prominent. Uh, The autopsy review shows 74% of deaths were from the vaccine. So they reviewed 
autopsies of a whole bunch of deaths, 300 and some, and 74% of them they could attribute to the vaccine. They were looking at suspicious, not necessarily deaths that happened within a certain time frame of people being vaccinated is how they were doing it. And, and these deaths were not attributed to the vaccine whatsoever. But when they examined the autopsy, they found out that 74% of these deaths that were never attributed to the vaccine actually were from the vaccine. That has rocked the world, this study, and that, that's new. We'll get into that. Let's, let's get going because uh, first I want to show you the uh, people who are under the age 50 who took the vaccine now have a 49% higher mortality rate. You may remember this clip. It's relevant because then there was an article that's more recent about this, but this is back when uh, they were testifying in front of the Senate, or at least in front of uh, a senator, and they they were having a hearing. Well, let me just get into it because I'm babbling. Here we go. The senator asked, asked us to show just the one chart that tells the entire story. This is that chart. Um, the UK government until this summer was reporting a data series that showed the relative mortality rates for the vaccinated and unvaccinated by the number of doses of the vaccine. We've done what we think is really professional work with this, and we think it simplifies down to a conclusion that says that through the last available data set, the people in the UK who took the vaccine have a 26% higher mortality rate. The people who are under the age of 50 who took the vaccine now have a 49% higher mortality rate. 49% higher mortality rate if you're under 50 and you've been vaccinated compared to someone who has been vaccinated. The data doesn't lie. And I know a lot of people who are watching me have been vaccinated. I I'm, can't sugarcoat things. We still don't know how bad your immune system has been damaged, but we do know this. There are ways to improve your immune system, and maybe, I've always tried to give you hope by saying this, God makes our bodies wonderful. Just because they've attacked it and damaged it, I don't believe they're good enough at destroying us scientifically to where God hasn't built in your body to be able to recover. I'm At least I hope. Although, they did follow the model of AIDS. This is how they came up with... The, Dr. Fauci, his number one thing was studying AIDS. And the people that work with this also understood AIDS and, and how it works. And the vaccine does do VADES, which is kind of a synthetic fake version of AIDS. And what does AIDS do? It destroys your immune system. And they have the ability with medication and stuff to keep AIDS patients' immune systems up way more than when it first came out. In fact, it's all controversial that they were actually, the things they were doing to the AIDS patients at the beginning was actually killing them. It's been pretty much proven that that's actually true. But I want to go deep down that rabbit hole. The point is, is hopefully you can actually do some things to help your immune system. And if you've been vaccinated, you definitely should be trying to improve your immune system because there's no way it wasn't damaged unless you got a weak dose or a placebo. They did not give out same doses. 
they were doing scientific studies or something because they gave out different batches. And that was 100% clear, which is totally illegal. But what did they care? They, they felt like they could do anything they wanted. All right. So you have that. Then this article off of that, what I just gave you, this article from the Florida Standard gives you the using some of that data calculations that 600,000 Americans per year are dying from COVID shots. And that's from the top insurance analyst. That's the title of this article. 600,000 Americans per year are dying from COVID shots, says top insurance analyst. Take a listen to this article. Former Bernstein senior analyst Josh Sterling draws a shocking conclusion from UK government health data. By Jonas Vesterberg. Washington, D.C., those vaccinated against COVID-19 have a 26% higher mortality rate on average compared to those who declined the jab, and the death toll is even more staggering for vaccinated people under 50 years old where mortality is 49% higher than for those unvaccinated. The shocking numbers are based on government data from the United Kingdom and were brought to Senator Ron Johnson's Republican Wisconsin attention by Josh Sterling. One of the nation's top insurance analysts and formerly senior research analyst for U.S. non-life insurance at Sanford C. Bernstein and Company. Worst of all the people who only took one dose of the vaccine have an approximately 145% worse mortality rate. Sterling said and explained that this even higher death rate applies to those who took the first shot and then had adverse reactions, making them stop the planned vaccination schedule. If you were to take these numbers and apply them to the United States, that ends up being something like 600,000 excess deaths per year, Sterling concluded. Watch Josh Sterling's and former BlackRock executive Edward Dowd's testimony on vaccine-induced excess mortality below. All right. I gave you some of his testimony already. So that is somewhat older news, but still, it's still extremely relevant. And that that 125 or 145% worse mortality rate that that article was talking about for people who've been vaccinated once, I don't really go with that because, like they explained, that's an anomaly because a lot of people got, I get, I think the vast majority of Americans that got the first jab actually got a second jab. And the ones that didn't, what they're saying is, is, Many of them stopped because they were already having problems. And if they were already having an adverse event problem due to the vaccine, that's what caused them to only get one instead of two. And that's what might be skewing the statistic that it seems like it's worse to get one jab when it's actually not worse to get one jab. It's just the, those people that immediately had problems or immediately died, didn't have a chance to get a second jab. And that's skewing that statistic so we don't really know what the percentages is there from that data is what I conclude. It's too hard to really make out what the true percentage would be. That's the way. So I don't really use that stat because I know it's not accurate what it's saying. There's, there's no way it is. All right. So let's go. 
I shouldn't say not accurate. It is the data is what it's data, but it's skewed by what I tried to explain. I, I just got to move on. All right. Uh, Dr. Peter McCullough uh, showed that the autopsy review that he did showed 74% of the deaths were from the vaccine. Take a listen to this. And we found that 73.9% of all the cases, it was either the vaccine as the direct cause of death or it significantly contributed to the death. The deaths occurred within a week or two after taking the last shot. And uh, far more than 50%, the single cause was a cardiovascular cause of death. And just to clarify something, you know, these 325 cases, of course, a quarter of them, you you were indeterminate or, or what what exactly what were the criteria that determined these 325 cases you looked like exactly? Well, that's a good question. Who didn't die of the vaccine? Well, there were deaths uh, where it was a, an auto accident or a, a suicide uh, or uh, there were some cases in uh, nursing homes where people are on hospice and it looked like they were in their last days of life. And and honestly, we just couldn't attribute it to the vaccine. But the striking cases were people who were perfectly healthy, had no other medical problems. The only new thing in their life was a vaccine. And then they died with an obvious uh, syndrome, like a blood clot or heart damage, myocarditis. This is important because when these papers were originally published, the authors didn't know the full breadth of safety profiles of the vaccine. So initially there was some autopsies from Germany. People died of blood clots shooting to lungs and the authors concluded it wasn't a vaccine because at that time they didn't know the vaccine caused blood clots and we do now. Yeah, that that's pretty interesting that they didn't know at the time that the blood clots were being caused by the vaccine. Well, actually they did. We knew. And a lot of us were running around saying it right from the beginning. But a lot of the doctors that were performing like autopsies and stuff didn't believe that we were right is really what it is. Uh, anyways, but, but since then, no, there's no doubt that the vaccine causes blood clotting. I remember Dr. Bhakti warning that it was going to cause blood clotting because he was talking about the spike protein. I remember doing videos and saying, okay, your cell is flat. And I would do this and say, see, spike protein. Now imagine a whole bunch of cells having a spike because it literally really is a spike that would come out and they will hit each other and start to clot and build up because of the spike. And we went through that knowing that you're going to have blood clotting because you're creating cells with spike proteins with a spike sticking out. Of course you're going to have blood clotting. We knew that before the vaccine was delivered before people were taking it. So because they had, told people that they were going to make the cells create spike protein. All right. So if you had watched this show from the very beginning, you would have known that immediately before the vaccine was rolled out. You would have probably have known. I think it was before or right at the exact time it rolled out. Uh, anyways, let me move on. So they, they made it more noticeable about that autopsy thing. Uh, the by pulling that article down, it gave it tons of no, notoriety, which is so it was good that they pulled it because then everyone was curious, why are they trying to hide it? Because it it's a game set match situation. And so they didn't want people to know. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. 
No man comes to the Father except through him. I love you guys. Have a great weekend. See ya! Hey guys, hit the subscribe button right now.